0: All right, it is episode 74 of the Natural Hattrick Podcast. The trade deadline has come and passed. Good for some teams, not so great for others. Alongside Craig Morgan and Jamie Eisner, I'm Luke Lipinski. We're going we're gonna to sift through, what, every team? Not every team, but we're going we're gonna to make sense of this trade deadline, fellas. All right, that's the enthusiasm I was looking for. You
1: guys are obviously both St. Louis Blues fans.
2: I wasn't feeling the lead in there, were you?
1: Nah, I also wasn't feeling the trade deadline day. Everything hap- All the exciting stuff happened before. Aside from Brzezgalov trying to break things down and how he walks into the locker room and says, I am your leader now.
0: <laughs> I did see him suggest that everybody took their shirts off on the uh, trade deadline panel, which was interesting. Um, let me ask you this then, kind of along the lines of what Jamie just said. Is this about what you guys expected? Because we get to about 20 minutes before... 1 o'clock Arizona time, so 3 o'clock uh, Eastern time. And all the analysts on TV are talking about how there's just no trades this year, and it's a shock. I feel like they say that every year. Do they not?
2: I feel like they say it every year, too. But we have different reasons for why it didn't go down the way people anticipated every year. Doesn't it seem like that? Well, I yes. mean The cap is always an issue. Of course, it should be an issue. But this year, it was the expansion draft, which kind of confused me because we knew going into this it was going to be a rental market anyway so if you're bringing a rental player back they don't factor into the expansion draft so uh I'm a little confused. I'm going to try and sort this out a little later today by talking some people because I really don't have a handle on that yet.
0: Well, three months ago, we were hearing how because of the expansion draft, that's going to cause a lot more movement at trade deadline day. And that's now, right.
2: We were hearing that, too. Yeah. That's right. Now it's the now opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. And,
1: and so much happened beforehand. I mean, what we knew about a couple of days out. I mean, Craig, you canceled your, your Coyotes trip because of, of the Martin Hansel trade. I mean, everything just seems to now happen... A few days beforehand, nobody's waiting to the deadline anymore. Because what was it, like three or four years ago, we had that crazy deadline day where like five or six star players got traded and it felt like it was rapid fire. In the last few years, just not much.
0: Yeah, I guess let's start with the Hansel trade since it was was here. Uh, and as it turns out, that was the trade that brought the most back, I believe, of any player. And that includes Kevin Shattenkirk, who we'll get to shortly. Oops. But specifically on the Hansel trade, Craig, I'm going to let you dive into this. I'll, just, I'll, I'll start off with, with this point on it. It went down on Sunday night right before the Coyotes game. Uh, I mean, I know the players on the ice didn't necessarily love the timing right before the game, but you have to make the trade when you can. In terms of trade timing leading up to the actual draft or not the draft, the trade deadline. I thought that was probably the best time. Don't wait till the very last second because there is a certain point where the market starts to come back the other way.
2: Well, maybe. I I think there are a lot of people actually out there that would tell you, executives especially, that you do wait until the end because it's going to drive the price up. And I think there's some criticism of John Chaika out there because he didn't wait. When you look at Minnesota's situation, by the way, when the mumps hit, they might have been a little bit more desperate two days later. And that's hindsight. You can't predict things like that. But there are a lot of people that believe you wait until the last minute because you can drive the price up. People start getting desperate. That aside, because I don't, I don't think we really have proof one way or the other of that.
0: Well, wait, well, hold on. What do you think is last minute? Are you saying like 10 minutes before the deadline or are you saying like Tuesday night?
2: Tuesday night or Wednesday, okay. even, even Wednesday morning. Okay. But that aside, when you, when you look at what they got, it in the form of three draft picks, obviously, and a guy who's basically going to be a minor league player to help their struggling AHL franchise – you got three draft picks. That's a pretty good haul, but John Chica said all along that they had needed to stop stockpiling draft picks. They they wanted to get an established player, a prospect, at least in this deal, and then they didn't go, go out and do it. Now, maybe they didn't get those offers. Maybe he should have driven a harder bargain and made sure he got that offer. But to me, this I, I don't think they got enough for Martin Hansel. I think they should have made sure they got at least one prospect. You can't just keep pushing your future out if you're the Coyotes. This fan base has been waiting a long time, and now you've told them, okay, wait a little longer. One of the most sought-after players at the trade deadline was Martin Hansel, so you figured you could get something, at least something immediate for him. They didn't do that, so now we have to wait not only for the draft picks to come along, but then for those players to develop.
0: Well, just to play devil's advocate, my first thought was you're moving those picks, or some of those picks, or you're packaging them, or maybe you're keeping those picks and you're moving other picks you have. This gives you flexibility, which obviously, it gives you flexibility and it gives you options. But like you said, at a certain point, and Jamie has said this as well, you need to cash in on those options. And, and I'm, you know, John Jake has only been the GM for eight months, so he gets lumped in with the previous regime. Correct. But yeah. to me, this summer is huge. If we go through the summer and the Coyotes don't add a big player or package some of these picks for— you know, a player back in a trade, I'm not talking like a Ovechkin, but you have to make moves for guys, because if you start to look at the Coyotes roster a couple of years down the line, or even next year, they've got a lot of holes filled in terms of roster spots that are going to be playing consistently, but they have a need on right defense, or up the middle, or right wing, and those need to be filled with established NHL guys now, and I'm assuming... Some of these picks are going to be
1: used to do that.
2: 100% agree. Go ahead, Jamie. But they They're have honest.
1: to actually do it, though. Yeah, yes. I maybe Cheap I mean, g- g- plug to a story I wrote on right after the, the Martin Hansel trade where asset management is going to be key. That is going to determine the Coyotes' future fate here. If you're able to package some of these picks for a first-pairing defenseman, for a center, or it, it, whether it's in the offseason or midseason next year, if you're able to get the pieces that you need, then it, it makes sense. But if you're not... Right now, all they are is lottery tickets. I mean, yeah. You know, Luke. If I asked you right now, if I have a ten dollar bill in my wallet, would you take that right now, or would you take the scratcher ticket that you could get anything from zero to fifty? I probably.
0: Because, I mean, I, I I'm hungry. I would take the ten dollar bill. Okay. I, I mean, wait. so at some point, I like you have to take a, a tangible yeah. asset
1: yeah, know, and, and add them to your team. And you know, for the Coyotes, you know, we've talked a lot about how much they have a lot of talent on the wings, particularly left wing, more so. They have they have stars on the left side of their defense. But there's still major holes they have to fill in. Right now right now, today, they go into next season with Strom, Dvorak, Richardson, Dauphin, or Martinok if they stays at center, that, right. that's just starting four down the middle. I, who, who's going to go up against Jonathan Tays every night? Yeah. I'm, I'm Kopitar. But
0: that's the extreme, though, again. No, it's,
1: it's, it's not necessarily the extreme. If they, don't, if they don't sign somebody that's a top six center, that is what they go into next Yeah, season.
2: and there's not a lot of options out there. Well, so. Yeah,
0: that's my thing. I mean, you weren't going to be able to trade Hansel for no. a top six center. Mm-mm. So this is no. if you're trying to do that, this is the best way to do it. To me, the grade on the Coyotes is incomplete.
2: Agreed. Just, Completely agree there.
0: But I will say this. In terms of value for what they got, even if it's not exactly what they needed yet, Martin Hansel, what they got for him, I would give them an A because they got the uh, the most possible. We're joined. Uh, are we joined now by Carolyn?
2: We are. I think Carolyn Wilby's hey, calling
0: yeah. in. Hey Carolyn, how you doing?
3: I'm doing well. How are you?
0: Doing good. We're just uh, we just got through the Coyotes trades, and we're going to. Are uh, we through? I, I think
2: we were just getting started. We got through Actually, it sounded like it. We're dissecting the Martin Hansel trade right now.
0: Yeah. So if you have any thoughts on the Martin Hansel deal and, and how that somehow mm-hmm. got the Coyotes more than Kevin Shattenkirk got in St. Louis, feel free to uh, jump in on that.
3: Uh, I really liked the deal. I really did.
0: Do you... Um, think, just mainly based on value, right?
3: Yeah. I think... Um, I know you were you were upset a little bit with the fact that the Coyotes didn't get any prospects back in that deal, but I think the idea was that Minnesota never would have done the deal if they had to give up a prospect. Um, and so knowing that that was off the table, that Janka that did a really good job getting high over getting overpaid for what he did
2: uh, see i i I get that but to me then then you move on you go to someone else or you try and drive a harder bargain maybe that's what minnesota's saying that they're not going to do it but as you get closer and closer to that deadline you get more desperate to get that player that puts you over the top especially when you're pushing for a cup
3: more for hansel in a prospect situation I mean, first and foremost, the, the Wild were really the biggest ones looking for a center who could play top six. That that was their real goal. Um, when you look at all of the teams who made moves this year, and they're also one of the teams that has the best chance of going far, so they were most likely to give up their first round pick. Um, so I think I think your your options were limited to go and find another prospect. And yes. You know, Yannick Hansen yielded a good prospect, but Yannick Hansen is a different player and does different things than Martin Hansel does. And, and frankly, I would have almost preferred to have Hansen on my team than I would Hansel. Um, so I think I think this is a really good trade. I don't think anybody was going to give up a whole lot this year.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm with you on it. We were just talking before you you uh, joined us that. It's a good trade in terms of what the Coyotes got, but it's it's probably step one that they're going to have to at some point move some of these picks or package them with prospects or whatever to start adding actual players. But you're right, there wasn't a whole lot of prospects dealt at this, at this deadline this year. It was a lot of picks and conditional picks. Is that sort of what you expected?
3: Um, and, you know, it was a little bit quieter than I think we all expected. Um, but... It, It sounds like guys are extremely, extremely cautious right now because of the expansion draft and it doesn't sound like anybody's very comfortable with the idea of the expansion draft and where their situation is. Um, And so they're just doing the best they can to kind of shore up their defenses when it comes to that. So most prospects stayed put in likely because they don't have to be protected.
2: Yeah, I mean, we can just go around and around on this. I, I, I'm, again, I'm of the belief that the Coyotes should have gotten a prospect for Martin Hansel. I don't, I don't know what more to say than that. That You know, you talk to NHL execs, and I, I think there was a sort of a mixed review, but there were plenty of executives out there saying, yeah, they were really surprised. In fact, I think the Minnesota Wild were surprised that a prospect didn't come back for Martin Hansel, that they settled for this deal, well, to be perfectly frank.
1: Yeah, I mean, particularly with the way Tricker talked about it and how they wanted a prospect. To come back in that deal, and you, know, you look at some of the only you know, other like big name, big name you can you, you can put in quotes, but Curtis Lazar's deal to Calgary with the you know ex Coyotes uh, assistant GM Brad Treilovik, you know you wonder if even if it wasn't in the Hansel deal because it would have been the logistics wouldn't have made sense there, could they have gotten something else? Could they have flipped one of those picks sooner than maybe they will to get a guy like that from from? war or another team. Well,
2: Let's look, and, and as we've said, it, it, all of this, it comes down to the Summers. If the Coyotes are able to use these assets and acquire existing players rather than telling their fan base yet again, yeah, the future's two three years down the line, then that's okay. If they are, are able to parlay those picks into something existing, fine. But right now, I think there's a lot of frustration from this fan base because they're sick of being told that the future is two, three years away, and that, and that's a valid concern. Look, you, you've got a franchise that's struggling to survive here in this market, and they keep telling people, they keep making promises about the future, and that, that timeline keeps getting moved out farther and farther.
0: Yeah, I hear that. I just I don't know what you can reasonably expect to get in terms of an actual player that for a rental that has 26 points on the season at the time. I mean, Hansel's he was the yeah. best forward out there, but I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll see into the summer. How do you flip it over? How do you feel about Minnesota? Almost everybody I've heard nationally thinks they overpaid, but most of them feel like it was worth it for them to overpay because they're close. Do you feel that way, Carolyn?
3: Um, I definitely think there was no reason for them not to at this point in time. Um, I agree with kind of the idea of don't give up a prospect, but do what you can with that first rounder. Um, Yes, this draft isn't as deep as, as some others, so there's a little bit less. Then, again, Minnesota has a good chance of getting out at least to the Western Conference Final, so why not, right? They're going to draft late. Their first-rounder isn't going to end up being, you know, a super high pick. They're not probably going to miss out on some of the best names in the draft. So if you're going to give up a good first-round pick, this is a good year to do it. Um, but, yeah, they definitely overpaid. They definitely overpaid, and I don't really even necessarily agree that they needed another veteran C that it's apparently like been kind of the running theme of, of Minnesota for the last couple of years. Um, that's why they brought in Eric Stahl. Um, and, you know, Stahl has worked out really well for them. But really the big change is that they have a new coach, and he's been doing extremely well with the roster they have already. So I'm a little bit surprised that they decided that to, to spend big on one final
1: piece.
0: Let's... um. Let's move on to Kevin Shattenkirk. I feel like that's the (laughs) elephant in the room. Yeah, the the, the big trade. We've talked about this on this show now. It feels like for, at least since the summer, it feels like it's been forever. When was St. Louis going to finally realize they can't keep him, or what are they going to do with him? And Craig's fear all along was they were going to hold on to him for too long and then basically get nothing, and it kind (laughs) of feels like that's what happened. I I mean, Washington has to just be head over heels for the fact that they – Got Shattenkirk, kept him away from the Rangers and Penguins, and didn't have to give up anything tangible for him.
3: Yeah. I mean, I I considered this the best trade of the deadline, or the big winner. The Capitals are the big winners of the deadline. Um, Shattenkirk is... is, I'm really high on him. I really like his game. And um, the fact that they didn't have to give up a really good prospect, like... (laughs) And the Blues, you know, they say, oh, Sanford had to be part of the deal, Sanford had to be part of the deal, but... And, I mean, maybe he'll be you know a decent third liner at some right. point, but you know I'm not seeing the real excitement about him that I would over somebody if they had like really worked hard to get Jacob Brana from the Caps. Like the first the thing we heard about him is that he's
2: a big he's a big
0: guy. Okay, so nice. <laughs> I feel like you can draft those, <laughs> right? I I don't know what St. Louis. I mean, I, I guess the the bigger storyline here, other than the fact that. I know the Capitals choked in the playoffs last year, being a relative term. I mean, they played the Penguins pretty close. But they had the best team during the regular season last year. They're better now this year. Yeah. But if you flip it over to St. Louis, it feels like the Blues kind of waved the white flag, whereas L.A., who's not even in the top eight, made moves like they were a playoff team. So are we just assuming the Kings are going to jump the Blues? And I guess the bigger question is, are the Blues just assuming the Kings are going to jump the Blues?
3: I don't think that's the case at all. I think if anybody's going to fall out of playoff contention, it's the Flames. Um, I mean, are. statistically, the Blues are still okay. And really the Blues' big issue was, was goaltending. And Jake Allen has really rebounded recently. So I think you can kind of say, you know, they can probably make it regardless. Um, but And the Kings are still kind of the Kings. And the problem with the Kings is they've just not gotten anybody to score goals. Um, whereas you've got both St. Louis and Los Angeles have games in hand on Calgary. Calgary has randomly been on a five-game winning streak, but they're really not very good. Um, and I just don't trust them to hold on to the end of the season. I could be very wrong, but but... You know, I just don't trust Calgary to make the
2: playoffs. Well, Spe- speaking of the Flames, can we talk about the fact that Brad Treliving doesn't have a contract going into next season? Does anybody find this odd that the general manager of that team doesn't have a contract? He made
0: more moves I liked, too, at the deadline this year. I guess that means I wouldn't have a contract if I was a GM. I don't know. It, it, it is very strange, and we're obviously not going to talk about it in Calgary until the end of the season at this point. But hold on, one, one more thought on the Blues, though. I mean, you're right. They're right there. They're a point ahead of L.A. They're still very much in this. But if you're the Blues and you're that close, at this point, why not just hold on to Shattenkirk?
3: Um, honestly, because I don't, I don't. Honestly, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I think I think he wanted out. I think they kind of saw the writing on the wall. No one's they got kind of. I think they got a little gun shy because they didn't move him over the summer too. You know what I mean? Like I think they're they're a little in shock from that and just wanted to fix that mistake the best they possibly could. Um, And I also don't think they know exactly what levers they need to pull to be a dominant team.
1: Yeah. And I think one of the big things too was you got to get something at that point. You're not a cup contender, even with Kevin Shattenkirk, even if you do make the playoffs as a wild card. So it's a complete disaster if you lose in the first or second round and you keep them on the roster. So it's not only a Mm -hmm. partial disaster because they didn't trade them in the offseason. But see, that to me, that that goes back to to what Craig
0: was saying with Hansel. I mean, the Coyotes, again, if they didn't get exactly what they need, they still got better than what most of the market was was giving out at the trade deadline. But with St. Louis— if they're going to be a playoff team, if they hold on to Shattenkirk, I think they could have pushed harder and said, look, you give us this or this or this, or we're just going to keep them. They had more leverage. The Coyotes could never say, oh, we'll just keep Hansel. And, and that's – this, this isn't even about the Coyotes. I just don't understand why St. Louis didn't hold out for more. I feel like they gave Kevin yeah, no, Shattenkirk for I, I,
3: I, think, I, think I think the Caps really uh, swindled them. I, th- I mean, I think they just got straight swindled. So I, I don't get it either. I think it's a great deal for, for Washington. I mean, it's not an awful deal for St. Louis, but it's not great. And um, but I, do, I really don't think that there was. I, I think they had to move him. I don't. I think in their minds they were trying to make up for past sins, and clearly the team hadn't been dominant with him. So you might as well try and get something for him and at least get the playoffs
2: 1st I'm really curious how ownership is going to view Doug Armstrong now. Now I was talking to Jeremy Rutherford about this the other day from the St. Louis Post-Dispatch, who covers the team, obviously. And at least publicly, the ownership is telling them they feel like Armstrong did everything he could. But you have to look back at that summer, like you were mentioning earlier, Carolyn, and wonder if, if they did take enough steps. He, ha- he should have foreseen the situation that they were in yesterday or a couple days ago, actually, and known that he was going to get less return for him now than he would have then. They, they, should, have made, they moved, should have moved heaven and earth to get him moved last summer when they had more options.
3: Mm-hmm. And the other thing that recently has really kind of uh, made me kind of step back from the blues as a good management team is I don't get the Patrick Berglund extension. <laughs> I really yeah. don't. Uh, the money is a bit high. It's not like over the moon high, but it's a bit high. And the five years is a lot to give to somebody who really is, at best, kind of a second-liner sometimes. And so either what they're expecting is him to be a part of the future in St. Louis, which is, again, kind of a lot to expect from somebody who's sometimes a second-liner, or they're expecting that they can get one or two good years out of them, and then move him fairly easily, which again, I think is kind of be a little bit more difficult than they, they anticipate.
0: Hmm. Uh, Carolyn, looking at some of the other teams around the league, Montreal is a, a, a club that stands out to me because they made a lot of moves, but I don't feel like they addressed any of their needs. I, I don't I don't fully they got tougher, know. Luke. They got yeah, tougher, I mean, <laughs> grittier. You don't need to make trades for that. They've got Gary Price. They're in. I would say the easiest division to navigate through the first uh, playoff round or two. But I don't know. In your mind, did you like what they did at the at the trade deadline?
3: Um, their choices don't make a whole lot of sense to me, um, and not because I think they were all bad. Um, I am actually a huge fan of Jordy Ben. So when he Homer. Um, Got traded from the Stars. <laughs> I was like, "This is an excellent depth add um, to their defense," and um, they added another defenseman I like as well, Brandon Davidson. Um, and I'm a big fan of his. is another defense, you know, depth defenseman, good puck mover. And that's what Bergerman has been saying. You want good puck movers on defense. Um, but then they added <laughs> all of these kind of force liners and. For a team that's had issues scoring recently, that doesn't seem to address any of it. And as, as um, Franklin Steele wrote, actually, on FanRad, he, he he was like, It just seems like if they, if they have decided that they can't outskill some of the other teams they will meet and East, So they're just going to try and beat them. Literally. Beat
2: them. <laughs> yep.
1: Well, I guess can't that's see. can't beat them, beat them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's
0: like they, yeah, I don't know. I, I, we'll figure out Montreal, I guess, in a little bit. Caroline, I, I know you got to go, so we'll just, anybody else have a last question? I have one if we want to throw it at her. Fire away. Are the Penguins ever going to trade Mark Andre Fleury, or are they just <laughs> oh. losing Matt Murray for free? Oh,
2: gosh.
3: Gonna it's going to feel Andre like therapy as much as anything, right? Down.
0: <laughs> you, you, wait, you said they are going to trade Fleury.
3: On June 17th.
0: Okay, wow. That's the sp- day
3: before the expansion deadline.
0: A specific date. All right. Do you feel better? Uh, no, I, I will feel better on June 18th if that <laughs> what happens. What on earth
1: is the return going to be? Is this going to be like a Marrow like deal where they actually, Penguins actually give something up with Flurry to get somebody to take Flurry? I mean, they have You no know what leverage. could happen?
3: They could accidentally trade with Tampa Bay again. And I do mean kind of accidentally. That was one of the best trades of the deadline, that there.
0: The Philadelphia via Tampa to Pittsburgh trade? Yep. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed that. I mm-hmm. like, I like that Philadelphia and Pittsburgh have to have a buffer between them before they can make yeah. a trip. <laughs> also, like the three
1: teams get to pay marks right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Carolyn Wilkie, the uh, editor here at, at Fanarig Sports Hockey. Carolyn, thanks for the time. We know you got to go, but we uh, we appreciate your insight.
3: Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Carolyn.
0: Nice. Well, we mentioned Montreal there. Uh, you know, it, it feels like somebody sent Mark Bergevin to get his car repaired and he got a really nice paint job, but his car's not running yet. Like, he did all the little, <laughs> like... We need to make more analogies on the show. Between <laughs> we, you and I. We do. We need to just have
1: a separate analogy a lot podcast. Of tickets, lunch, car paint.
0: Isn't that what it feels like, though? It feels like he he did all the peripheral things, but he didn't address a major need.
1: It's, it's yeah, it's odd to me. It, it's like an old school mentality I don't think makes a lot of sense anymore.
0: So... One of the players that was rumored to be going to Montreal, at least on, on TSN's coverage for the, the final two hours of trade deadline day, was uh, and Verbata, who ultimately goes nowhere, which, as I found on Twitter, is very polarizing. Like Some people love the fact that the Coyotes kept him, and some people think that you have to get something for a guy if he's a free agent you're out of the playoffs. Also, work. if
1: you took a shot every time they pronounced his name incorrectly,
0: you'd oh, be dead. Oh, that was brutal. Are we the only people that pronounce it even remotely correctly? Well, yeah. well we, we well, know we don't we pronounce it correctly. Lesson. I mean, we had him on the show, so yes. we know how to
2: actually pronounce personal his name. It
0: sounds
1: sorry. really strange if you just say Radin Yeah.
2: every time. Right? I mean,
1: that, that seems like Radim Verbata or whatever they're saying. Ra- that's on the Don Maloney percent.
2: pronunciation Radin Verbata. That's it, right there, to a T.
0: Everybody on TV that isn't a Coyotes broadcaster calls him Radam Verbata. He must just shake his head and be like, whatever, I'll just continue my 10-game point streak. It's like the Tobias, was it Ryder? Toby Ryder. At least that's sort of spelled kind of Ryder is. I don't know, whatever. You know, you'd think, you
2: know. Kind of like Mark Streit? Yes.
0: Yeah, Yeah, there you go. So we're going to get back to Streit in a second because that was the only beacon of light in my otherwise dark trade deadline day. (laughs) Uh, With Verbata, he came out and said afterwards he's happy
1: that he's here. Um, I mean, to no one's surprise, yeah, She's always happy. to <laughs> right? I mean, but, he, he flat out said the other night, Tibbet knows how to use me." Right. Yeah,
2: you'll give me a dollar to play here. Okay.
1: Let me start right. with this, Craig. Do you think he'll be back next year? Yes.
0: Okay. That to me is then it's a win for the. Coyotes. He should be. It makes perfect sense for everybody
1: involved.
2: All they have to do is offer him a contract. Now, now, I, I, I might say he he might want a no-trade or a, a no-move. I think that's fair. We're like season. a two-year deal. I kind of think that's fair yeah. for him at this point. He said, said the last few days were really stressful for him. It, w- it was very odd to go through all that after Marty got traded. And then, obviously, when he was on the ice yesterday practicing yeah. practice in Buffalo and Everybody's people were live-tweeting his things. every movement. <laughs> and he was completely aware of it, too. It was so <laughs> bizarre, he said.
0: It, it, it's, I, look, we all, we've all talked to him. You know him pretty well. I mean, I've, I've known him for a couple of years now just from covering the Coyotes. So it, it doesn't shock the three of us that he wanted to stay. But nationally, if you just saw a player that was on the team with the second-worst record in hockey, and if he was going to get traded, it was going to be to Chicago or Boston or Montreal. It was going to be to a cup contender for him to then kind of come out afterwards relieved that he didn't get dealt. Right. So it seems a little unique.
2: He did say, you know, he, the first thing he did after he found out in that, you know, that text message that Dave Tippett sent and Jim Playfair he showed it to him in the locker room, the first thing he did was call his wife, and there was some relief. But... He did say, I I think my wife probably would have supported me if it had been to a team that was truly a contender for the cup, and that might have been fun. But ultimately, you know, you're leaving three kids behind. We all know how little he likes change. (laughs) He really likes to get settled into his life, and he loves it here. Yeah, Yeah. he loves it here. So, not that surprising to me. Now, I had one NHL source tell me that what the Coyotes were asking was for either a second-round draft pick or a prospect. a high prospect that had been drafted in the first or second round. If that's true and they didn't get offered that, I'm I'm both a little surprised and also I don't have any problem that the coyotes didn't trade him for a third round pick cuz do you do you really need another third round pick? Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you there I know there there was one person in particular that gave a shout out to both of us on Twitter yesterday saying that it was an utter failure that they didn't trade him for anything, but he's your leading scorer. He's impacting the locker room. We've seen that. And you have a shortage of veterans around to show your young guys the way. That's an underrated part of this game. So why not keep him if all you're getting offered is a third-round draft pick? That's
0: take. the biggest thing is, is the fact that he's impacting the locker room. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping they re-sign him. And if they do, then it makes the decision to hold on to him that much better. But, you know, even, even if he just retired at the end of the year or something, this is still two more months of him being around Christian Dvorak and whoever else wants to pick his brain for insight. But we know Christian Dvorak is, and it's it's paying off. And look, to your point, you need to have some vets in the locker room. I I know it sounds silly to say these these remaining games this season matter for the Coyotes in terms of how successful they are because they're not going to make the playoffs. But if they close out the season on a a month-and-a-half losing streak, then all of a sudden what they did in January and, and early February you're just taking a step back going into next season, and you run the risk of being the 2012 Edmonton Oilers. You need to have That's some vets. Exactly you yeah.
1: can't breed a culture of losing. Yep. And you can't breed a culture where you have young players in their early 20s leading other young players in their early 20s. You, you need a veteran. You need them, especially in, when you're not playing well.
2: And if Shane Doan retires after this season, yeah. and Martin Hansel's already out the door, yeah. who yeah. are yeah. your leaders on this team? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't think, I haven't seen anything recently, I don't think the Coyotes have assigned an A an alternate captain since it. since Hansel oh, left. They did. did they? For bottom. They did give it to oh, yeah, okay. okay. That was that was my suggestion yeah. yesterday that they, they well give deserved. it to him. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, he's
0: really taken on more of a leadership role this year than even in years past. And it just I, I don't know, it just it makes a, a lot of sense if if you're getting offered a first round pick, then obviously you run that risk and you say okay, you know, we'll, we'll do it. But if you're not getting exactly what you want, in this case, as you both said, you need another third round pick at a certain point what are you doing with all of them is that is the guy in the third round that's going to be a bit of a lottery ticket right.
1: worth more than the, the development yeah. you're getting is, out is the that
2: really even months? an asset it, it, are you it, acquiring an asset
1: not much We're, what i mean you don't get much in return for that anyway yeah. we talked about this if, on the last few shows if you weren't good, yeah if you turn down a first round pick that's a problem but otherwise yeah, but you didn't what what else you know it's better to have him on the team for those reasons and there's also the human element too you you know, you know, you know his situation where he wants to be, where his wife wants him to still be here around around his kids. You got him at, on a sweet deal anyway for this season because you're not going to have to pay any of those playoff bonuses because <laughs> yeah. for obvious reasons.
0: Yeah.
1: No. keep him around. There, there's no downside to keeping him
0: around. Oh, Are, by the way, he leads the team in scoring by right. a ton. He's on a 10 game point oh. streak, oh. and he plays
1: right wing. And if you're trying, yeah, and if you're trying to develop yeah. these young centers, they need to play with other people that can play. great. Are point.
2: you guys surprised that? They didn't get a better offer for him.
1: I'm not just because I continued to hear, and you probably, you know, you you talked to people around the league, I just continued to hear from multiple reporters that the playoff bonuses were a massive concern yeah. to teams. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: especially if they, if they count against your they
1: count against next, next season and so, if
2: it's a flat cap, that's a big deal.
1: Yeah, so I know that that was their big concern. If he didn't have, if, I think if he didn't have that, they might have gotten exactly what they wanted for him. Yeah, so if, so, so if teams
2: are won. asking the Coyotes, well, can you take on those bonuses i mean that's even less of a return than if you're if you're paying cash for that as well i I don't know
0: are you you surprised because i mean you you look at him he's he's got what 46 points he's on pace for about 60 points he's got the longest current point streak in the nhl it is a little surprising except I, i don't know that anybody really got anything good in return this year like i completely hear what you're saying about hansel maybe not what they got not being exactly what they needed and yet when you look around It's more than most teams got. I just don't think teams really got a whole lot. Like, we heard so much that this was a seller's market,
1: and it was because you could move most guys. I don't know how much the sellers got back. Yeah. I mean, Carolyn mentioned a little bit about the expansion draft, and it kind of makes me think about, you know, they talk about this a lot in the NFL, like around draft time, where unknown the unknown scares teams executives more than anything else and maybe it's and maybe it's that factor of they're not they're not used to it they don't know which players they might end up losing which players they might Yeah end there's losing. a lot of unknowns and that's as like much as anything and they haven't had
2: a chance to really sink their teeth into it and plan for it because there's so much else yeah. you're worrying about as a manager now again Vancouver managed to get two prospects out of this and I think yeah. they handled it really well and I don't agree with Carolyn on rather having Yannick Hansen than Martin Hansel, and, and I would say most NHL teams would would be in my boat on that one. He was a really coveted player at he the was trade best deadline. Available. Yeah, so so I do think you, you should have tried to drive that price a little harder, maybe gone to the deadline to do it. Maybe that some inexperience, maybe they they wouldn't have gotten that offer. Yeah. And again, if it if if it plays out in the summer the way we talked about earlier, then it's just fine.
0: Uh, don't real quick. I, I yeah. don't think the three of us ever thought there was much of a chance he was actually going to ask for a trade anyway or that he was actually going to be traded. I mean, a lot of elements had to come together for that to,
1: to work. Yeah, nice. I mean, as Craig mentioned on the last show, three, three elements had to come together. A, Shane Doan had to want to leave and waive his no movement. B, a team had to want to trade him, trade for him. And C, that team would have to want to give Doan the role that Doan desired.
2: And they had to be a cup contender, too. And they had to be a cup
1: contender. It's a I mean, lot of that, conditions. There's a lot of things to ask for a player right now that's not having the season he had last year. And no. I,
0: I, well, I, just, I had this conversation with a couple of people, too, that, that follow sports locally here, don't follow the Coyotes super close, but they were asking, why, you know, why, kind of like the verbatim conversation, why didn't you trade Doan and get something for him? I think it's important to realize if the Coyotes were trading Shane Doan, it was for Shane Doan. Yeah, they
2: weren't getting anything for Shane Doan.
1: And Shane continues to mention, like, the the conflict in his mind about you know, staying with one team and what that legacy means to him versus trying to reach for the cup. And if the fit isn't right, if he's not going to have a role where he feels like he's going to be a, if even he's on a team that wins the cup, it's going to have a role in that. Just the way he talks about being conflicted, I don't think he was just going to take, and he didn't, I'm just going to go anywhere I possibly can.
2: Here's what I think happened with Shane. I think there were a couple teams that were right around the playoff line, either just above it or just below it, that did offer him a regular role. But that's not the situation he wants to go to. First of all, those teams might not even make the playoffs. So you play out the last six weeks of the season and then oh I, it's it's over anyway. Oh, that would be, be an awful situation. Yeah. Or you, you bow out in the first round. That's not a good situation either. There may have been a couple cup contenders that offered him a role as a thirteenth or fourteenth forward, which could mean you're sitting in the press box some nights, but he didn't want that uh, that situation either, so
0: that doesn't feel like you've won a cup at that no. I mean, if, if no, you've won I'm, three cups in your career and that's your fourth, that's cool. If that's agree. how you go out, that's not If that's
2: cool. how you get your only cup, yeah, it feels a little hollow. It feels a little weird when you're walking around the team. Yeah, <laughs> in the it, press box while you guys were doing all yeah, that. I mean,
1: yeah. We've talked so much about, you know, fans saying, well, the, the, the impact he would have in another locker room. Well, it's tough to have an impact when you're sitting in the press box. Yeah. I mean, the reality is you're walking into some, another team's locker room, another place, and... I think it just By the way, things. they're playing
2: ping pong outside the uh, studio right now.
0: This is about what I expected went on here during the day. Kind of,
2: I, I kind of like it actually. <laughs> it's the, sort of the type of workplace you'd like to see.
1: Is that a
0: ping pong table or that's no? A s- it's
1: a set. I found it at uh, I found it at Goodwill a couple weekends ago. Where I found that Coyote's tuxedo shirt that I uh, tweeted about. I didn't see that. Oh, you should, you should be wearing me. that. You should, you should pay attention to me on Twitter, Luke. I feel kind of sad. I do follow you. I don't feel like you ever tweet.
2: It's a, it's a more difficult version of ping pong because the table is so much smaller. The table smaller. is the the like smaller. Ping it's
1: ping got, ping got, ping got ping. rounded edges. Very, and very the stylish, high. too. Yeah. All right. know? It's kind of a dead table. The ball doesn't bounce as well. As I do ten, ten times time a show.
2: I'm, I'm back guessing back everybody can hear the ping pong ball bouncing out there, too, now that I pointed it out. Yeah. Now it's just going to
0: rattle around in everybody's head. I want to get to two teams. we got a lot more teams to get to, but the two teams I think we're sort of in the same boat that made subtle moves that didn't make anything that's, that's earth shattering, but they addressed needs. Pittsburgh and Chicago, both. Uh, Chicago did what they do; they go out and they get former yeah. players that they know they can get the most out of. And Pittsburgh, Carolyn alluded to, gets Mark strike there right before the deadline, like the moments before. I mean, their top four defensemen are all hurt. Some are playing now, but it's the time of year for Pittsburgh, huh? Those, are, yeah, it's, it's time a, of it's year of Crystal Tangs hurt.
1: It, it really, I mean. I don't want to get too deep into that, but we've talked about this before. What, what a, 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 a relatively healthy Pittsburgh squad would have done over this span of years in the Crosby era if they could have we'll ever been even remotely healthy for long stretches of time.
2: I need a new training staff.
1: You need Chris Letang on the ice. You yeah. Can yeah, they got, they got the, of the guy that didn't know Crosby had a broken neck, right? They, yeah, they, and then they, they, they won a cup after right?
0: that. Okay. So there you go uh thoughts on pittsburgh and chicago and what they did craig why don't you start with chicago because I, I know you and a shout out to
1: chris Hine for on yeah. the show last week Bring up Johnny oduya. calling
2: johnny oduya yeah uh, i mean great great situation for them they're, they're going to pair him with nicholas chalmerson again they're going to be the shutdown pair that frees up brent seabrook and duncan keith to not play against other teams top talent and do what they do best he knows the system he knows nick they play well together it's it's a good situation. It's a really good situation. They've really bolstered their blue line. No, I know they wanted Patrick Eves up front. They didn't get him, so they got more of a depth signing to give them a better situation with their Ford group as well. But when you look at what their top... And they've got some injury situations right now. They're probably not long-term, but Artem and Isimov got hurt last night. But when you look at what their top two lines have been doing lately, and then you're able to move Marion Hosa down to your third line... They're set up for another playoff run. I mean, I, if, if it's not Minnesota Chicago for the conference finals, I'll be really surprised.
0: Well, I mean, the only way it won't be is because they're going to play. San Jose the is round. the only
2: team I see having a chance.
0: But aren't they Minnesota and Chicago? And this is unfortunate for Minnesota. Yeah, play yeah. In the second round. I'm in sorry, I'm being round. an idiot. Yeah. Well, no, but, but I mean, that's those are the, the
1: two teams. The playoff still so great. Yeah.
0: Uh, so they
2: face each other. So Minnesota, and that's, by the way, that factors into the Coyotes' draft pick as well. So if Minnesota bows out in the second round to the Blackhawks, then the Coyotes only get a third-round pick in 2019.
0: But this, I heard everybody saying stuff like that. It makes the first-round pick this year a lot higher if Minnesota loses early. Like, I know that we're all supposed to be polling for the wild because it makes that pick in two years a second- or a third-rounder. Yeah. But if Minnesota goes to the conference finals this year, that first-rounder this year is like the 28th pick, whereas if they bow out in the first round somehow, that's like the 17th pick, isn't it? So I, I don't know. Either way, you like the Oduya move, though. I like the Oduya move Oduya. a lot. I think that helps yeah, them quite set a bit. myself, oh, up to that. Oh, <laughs> no. just right, my God. Just right into Jamie's that. He's going
2: to be quiet now.
0: No, but uh, it's, it's the perfect fit. It
2: is. It's
1: exactly what they need. He's used to I playing. They didn't give those up anything. Of minutes. He's he's got he didn't give up anything. Why do teams trade with Chicago? I don't and know. That Duncan Keith never has to leave the ice on special teams ever again. Well, he doesn't leave the ice
0: ever anyway. So that's. But
2: helpful. you're right, though. I mean, it takes away those hard minutes from Duncan Keith, so. What a good situation for them. And now Brian Campbell, by the way, is on your third pairing.
0: Did you want more help up front? Or were you finally... I mean,
2: I think they could have added... uh, There was a point where I thought they'd have to find someone to play with Jonathan Taze. But, I mean, now with Nick Schmaltz and Richard Ponick playing, or Panic, he's back to Panic now, right? I can't keep track. He keeps switching the pronunciation back and forth. But with those two playing, the way they're playing right now... I mean, Nick Schmaltz is just ridiculous lately.
0: Guys like Richard Panic are why announcers can't get Randy Verbada's name right. Because you have guys like Panic and Zach Parisi or Zach Parise that switch their name back and forth, and then people
2: yeah, just bow out. I mean, if you if, yeah, you just get an accent and just move yeah. it around, like Amari Stoudemire. He never changed the pronunciation of his name; it's just the
0: accent just kept moving. Just apostrophe. Yeah, Richard. Yeah, at, at one point it was apostrophe.
2: Nick. At one point it was an accent. Yeah, there you go.
0: Richard Panic, uh, okay. Pittsburgh getting Mark strike. Sort of, I mean, he's never played for the Penguins before, but that's they, would, they ended up getting straight and from uh, Philadelphia, Ron Hainsey, yeah,
2: via Tampa, from, from
0: Tampa Bay. <laughs> Tampa officially just <laughs> stepped in as the middle man. Yeah, I saw this. What was your
1: favorite strike moment in Tampa
0: Bay? Uh, I mean, it, it, what would have been my favorite moment is if he got on a plane to go to Tampa Bay and then had to go right back to Pennsylvania.
1: I mean, I, I know this is not quite, but that, that felt like a three team deal that wasn't actually a three team deal because why else would Tampa Bay? Mark right.
0: I saw it listed on, on one website as a three-team deal, even though you're right. I felt right, like, hey, we, we have to,
1: for cap, especially with the four points. You 7%. think the Flyers were
2: in on the three-team deal?
1: Yes. I, I Aware just, of it? I love the I just, notion. I just, I, the way that the way that went down and the way the percentages were, that felt like that was a very specific deal to make sure that certain teams had certain percentages of the salary to make it work for the cap. Mm. I just okay. like the notion Which is that fine. those two to. can't make a trade. Because they can't get you can't,
2: along. Can't do it directly. No.
0: Somebody like their older brother has to step in. In this case, Tampa. You tell play. the
2: Flyers that.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's about what it was. Uh, L.A. <laughs> is a team that. A team that needed to get faster, so they got Jerome McGinley, who's playing on the first. And they have two tonight. starting goalies. That's true.
2: Jonathan Quick must not be as healthy as we think, right? Or they don't
1: trust him. I mean, they trust him
0: with to stay healthy. Maybe. Well, yeah. or they. I mean, they didn't give up anything for Ben Bishop no. either. So that's Why? a bit. Peter Budai had a also, nice year some, for them, but yeah.
1: it's better year than Ben Bishop was having. Yeah, that's true. Um, but, but again, they didn't give up much. They weren't, you know, the a f- pending free agent. You'll take your chances with if Quick goes down with Bishop. But I just I thought the Kings. I'm not inspired by this this Kopitar Gaborik again the line they're rolling out there tonight. Aside from Kopitar, I'm, not, I'm not inspired by that. I think they, they can go up and down the ice with the top teams in the West. 2007, that line wins you a cup. One 88, too, it's gonna be weird looking.
0: Yeah it's like Eric Lindros playing for the Kings. there's not a lot of number 88. I mean, I get it. I mean, they,
1: they gave up all, they might literally give up nothing the way the conditions of that pick works. They might have literally got him for nothing. but I just don't think that was the perfect fit. I, I don't like I don't hate adding a againla, well, that's fine, but
2: did you say they could go up and down the ice? With? Could not, yeah, okay. I, I
1: don't see how they it's could like, with like wait what? almost <laughs> any of the no, don't know how they could. But you need to add, you need to
0: add another player. Again, can't be your, your move. Like again, look can be. Hey, we got this guy. We think that he's obviously hungry. He'll be rejuvenated. He's going to play on our third line a little bit. Maybe he finds some second power play unit time near the net. And then we also added Freddie Verba or something. Right. But instead, you you just added again. I, I thought it was interesting that L.A. was one of the more active teams when they're not in the playoffs. And yeah, they acted like they I mean, I mean Jesse, Jesse
1: Spector wrote an article for us today on FanRag Sports about we should care more about this again, deal. I just I just don't. Well, what, <laughs> what was the angle? Why should we care about Yeah, know, this is a future Hall of Famer. He still has some production left. He might not be the perfect fit, but he's not. I mean, they may they have given him nothing for him. I just, I just think that they could have gone out and gotten a better, got a little bit faster. Yeah,
2: that's the, the only content. problem I, I have like with this. F- so if you want to add Aginla, fine, to the bottom six yeah. somewhere, find a role for him, but... What'd you do to push yourself over the playoff line?
1: Yeah, I don't think they're I don't think they're any better now than they were before the Devils. Yes, exactly. But they didn't give up anything. True. <laughs> but shouldn't <you> be
2: true? <laughs> so they basically to... didn't do anything. But, but, but yeah, we, did, yeah. we didn't give up anything and we didn't you get tried. anything. Like a TV okay. show
1: but about, you no. get bishop because yeah. you want to make <laughs> no. her, a sum that right? I mean, that's yeah. what you get, got bishop. Yeah, no, look, I, I I hear what you're saying.
0: I guess I guess the their angle would be we're out of the playoffs at the moment, so we, we shook things up a little bit to see if it helps us. But if it doesn't, it's not like we broke the bank or whatever. Yeah, I think that's... A, you,
1: I think Daryl just Sutter
2: just wanted to hang out with Jerome McGill for a little yeah. while. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Yeah, let's talk about the connect. How long has it been? Was it been 10 years since Sutter coached McGillan? How long has it It's been a long Almost time. Almost
2: 10. Not quite. When did he leave there? 08, 09?
1: Yeah, it was, it's was. it been pretty close it's, to 10 years. It's a
2: long time.
0: A Colorado... Yeah. I have,
1: again, I know it's playing fancy GM here, but... Conditional second for Verbata versus conditional fourth for Aginla? Or just conditional, conditional. on making the playoffs, whatever, the, the same conditions they have for Aginla? I mean,
0: yeah, that seems like a trade that would have worked. I mean, conditional picks were, were in vogue for
1: everybody if you give. Especially for Aginla. Again, if, that's, if that was
2: indeed the price, if that one yeah, source I mean, is no, correct, no. I, I can't be certain of that. But if that was the price, yeah, I'm a little surprised.
1: 06 was the
0: last time. 06? Oh, God, God, it's fired. been 11 years. Sutter got fired. I want Conditional Boy. Shattenkirk to be the name of this episode, by the way. Conditional that's, Shattenkirk? That's my vote. Okay. If not, the name Where does he of end first up? son.
2: Where does he end up? Do you think this is just a ploy for New York? This,
1: it feels like it, doesn't it?
2: I, yeah, even if his agent is saying he's still open to an extension in Washington and other teams.
1: I'm sure he's open to it.
2: If, if, if he I, signs in New York. Equal, yeah. Is I this just sure driving up the price? Is that all he's doing here? Yeah.
1: I liked it the first And what is that price? What is Shattenkirk
2: York, so. worth this summer? What does he make? And we're here in six, we or seven, right? Well, he already turned down extensions for for six, right? And that's, that's what I'm thinking. Seven years of... was it? Seven years? Forty-two million? Yeah, that he turned down, but
0: that was in St. Louis, correct? Or was that?
2: But that was didn't he turn that down with Tampa Bay as yeah, well? I think yeah, it, it, he did that's that's with the Tampa.
0: Number was. so to yeah.
1: me, I, I think he's got a team in mind.
0: Well, then I'm sure that team is probably the Rangers.
1: That's what it seems like.
2: How much are the Rangers going to have to spend? I mean, I think I, I think I figured out that they're going to be like nine million. They're, they have. $9 million free right now, but they have some, they have some decisions. Like Mika Zabinajad is a, an RFA.
0: Yeah,
2: They've got some decisions to make. How much can they spend on him?
0: Well, maybe that's a team. Just going back to the Coyotes, if you're in a position like the Coyotes that you think you can make a trade for somebody, maybe you go to the Rangers and say, hey, we're going to take whatever, forward X from you or whatever for these picks. And that's going to free up money for you to sign Shattenkirk long term, which is what you want to do. And you're going to get a couple picks because it's not like the Rangers have a ton of picks or at least not like they've made a ton of
1: picks in recent years. Mm. I don't know. I continue to laugh every time I look at the Dan Girardi contract. <laughs> so we'll what? Have, three more years see. on that at five is it, and a half. Is it
2: nine million they have available next year? Um, well, Assuming a flat cap? I thought you were on the side already. Sorry.
0: I, I feel like we should just stare at Jamie in silence while he looks okay. for on this a Good day. show good stuff <laughs> this is what the people tune in for unfortunately this is the go ahead and game ended. take
2: your uh refrigerator break now get what <laughs> yeah. you want for lunch and no
0: well yeah i guess you can't because we're going to talk about colorado real quick Oof. they get rid of a Ginla. in your mind did they do enough at the deadline I, and, and i want to i want to throw vancouver in here too because you guys both said hey they made some trades and got rid of guys it seems like vancouver embraced what they are finally
2: yeah exactly i, I give jim benning some credit here today they they got a couple prospects they did what i thought the coyotes should have done they got usable parts, known commodities instead of as Jamie calls them lottery tickets at the draft. That's that's good. Those are good building blocks. So good for Vancouver it's for finally they've done that. Yeah, it's for finally embracing probably what they need to. And look, they're not going to make the playoffs again. They're falling farther and farther below the playoff line. So in a sense they're tanking anyway. They're not tanking, but they're they're bottoming, they're bottoming out.
0: out. And Jim Benning he, did the right thing. They'll probably get fired before they get good because <laughs>
2: that's of probably Probably true. Uh,
0: but Colorado, though, do you, I don't know I, if there's a whole lot else they could have moved.
2: No, we talked about this on, on the show a couple times. How, And we never thought that Duchenne and Landis were going to get moved. They both have term. The summer's a better time. Plus, you've got the expansion draft coming up, factoring into all this. I just, Those guys are going to get traded in the summer, if they get traded at all. Again, whether they should be traded is a, well, an entirely different question. But if they're going to get moved, that's when it'll happen.
0: That's somebody I would love for the Coyotes to go after is Matt Duchesne for a, a billion different reasons. He's third in the NHL in face-off percentage too, which you look at him and you see a, a fast skater who scores goals. You don't think of him as 62% the face-off circle this year.
2: He's, I mean, you you can certainly argue whether Matt Duchesne is a number one center right now. He hasn't had a great season. He's had some ups and downs in his career, but with what the Coyotes' options are and what they need next year.
0: So much better than what they have.
2: Oh, I'd be in it's on that in a heartbeat.
0: What do you think it takes, not even just for the Coyotes, but I, I think what we're sort of hearing it would take for Duchesne, the Coyotes are one of the teams that would meet the requirements and that they have prospects and mm-hmm. picks and, and a, you know, a player they could throw in. What do you think it would take to get Duchesne if Colorado does indeed trade him? Which I'm with you, I don't know why they would. It, it
1: does depend on what they want, because if I'm Colorado, the first player I ask about is Jacob Chitrad. That's the first player I call about. And I don't know if the Coyotes want to be willing to part with somebody like him. Yeah, that.
2: he might be among the untouchables at this point with his potential.
1: Because to me, if I'm Colorado, I'll take my chances on Nolan Patrick before I take my chances. I need the the D at the top of the draft.
2: As you asked me earlier, I would throw Dylan Strome in that if they're interested.
1: See, that to me makes...
0: I'll start this with a caveat of if I'm Colorado, I'm not trading Matt Duchesne. But if I am trading Matt Duchesne, if I've decided that's what I have to do, I want multiple pieces. And And you need a center. Yeah, I mean, you would get... If, if, in that scenario, you would get Dylan Strome, who still has a ton of upside. If you're Colorado, you're probably, let's just assume they're picking first. So you could get another center there if you wanted. You've got Nathan McKinnon. I mean, how many at a certain point, how many centers do you need? Colorado, Dylan Strome could step in as the third center, really, depending on how that, that draft goes. And I don't think the Coyotes are giving up Chickren, but maybe there's a, a defensive prospect, and maybe you know, the Coyotes have two first-round picks now.
2: As I, as I said, wouldn't it be funny if Kyle Wood went back to the abs? <laughs>
1: Would be. But I mean, I I could see a you know a Strom, uh D'Angelo, a McGinn, and Minnesota's first. I could see that being hey that's what they're asking about. But I still think they're going to start with Chitrin. Yeah, I just, they I have don't, to. I if you Colorado, you have to. You ask. Have
0: to, you, you go ahead and ask. But I don't like you said, Craig. I don't know why the Coyotes would trade, trade Chitrin at this point. Maybe they wouldn't
1: even trade Strom
0: at this point. I'm just saying if Colorado is. If they're going to move Duchesne, they have to want multiple
1: players back. You're not going to get value for him in one guy. Absolutely, and Absolutely. it also changes what you. It changes your entire scope of what you're doing as a franchise. If you trade for Duchesne, then you are immediately in. We better start making the playoffs immediate mode. And that's that true. But in that, and, and, and again,
2: that's what they've been saying. We don't right. want to keep pushing this out. At least up until this draft or the the uh, trade deadline, they were saying that. So fine. If you if you add the center, and if somehow you can get a right-handed defenseman to. Play alongside Oliver Ekman Larson, then, yeah, you better start making the plays. Well, I don't know where they get that piece, either, of Kevin Chatkirk's going to New York.
0: It's a huge leap, but Matt Duchesne between Redding, Verbata, and Max Domi is a pretty nice line. Yeah. That's It's not... You know, it's not Panarin and Isimov-Kane, but it's a pretty nice line.
2: Try to, do you think Duchesne's the kind of pot guy that even would, would pair well with Verbata? No, yeah, I
1: think he pairs well with... I, I like the Domi connection there, but I don't necessarily think... Well, everyone... think you would split guys there. I just don't yeah. know what other definitive right wings, I guess... Because I don't, player, I don't, I don't want Duchesne out there against the, the Kopitars of the world. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Either way, that they would be... Him and Domi together would be interesting. be fast. Mm-hmm. Ottawa... They, the,
1: they still exist. The forgotten team
0: in the league that yeah. I'm now convinced is winning the Atlantic. I'm going to drive that one-person train. Even people in, in Canada don't seem to like Ottawa because they're so close to I Toronto. I still think
2: Montreal's winning this division.
0: I don't know, man. They gotta, I don't know. But
2: Could I like modify my Carlson haircut if if Montreal wins the division? Absolutely league? not. Okay. Montreal's been the
0: first all year. Just check. Ottawa made a couple moves. For Alex Burroughs, Victor Stahlberg, and they made that move for Tommy Wingles like a month and a half ago. I, I don't really know what they were doing. I just
2: think they was <laughs> Dorian now go win. Okay. Look, look what I gave you. I gave you Victor Stahlberg. Watch him skate like crazy up and down the ice and not finish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he can skate. So we're we just kind of writing Ottawa.
2: Another team, do you feel like, oh, they're noticeably better now.
0: No, I, anybody. I, well, and I guess my question with them is: Should they have even made moves for rental players because they're not fair? Winning
2: question. The yeah, I'm Just not sure not. they get out of the first round.
1: Probably not. Also, it's not like they're a lot to make the playoffs either. No, they're not. They're only four points up on on Florida right now. How about a team like Edmonton, and I guess even to a certain
0: extent Toronto? I know they went out and got Brian Boyle, but for the most part, those two teams. Did but I think a lot of people wanted Ottawa to do. If you're a Senators fan, of just embrace the fact that you're having a good season. That's maybe a maybe a little ahead of schedule or a surprise in Ottawa's case, but maybe don't break yeah. the bank at the I, deadline.
2: I, I, do you think Ottawa's ahead of schedule at this point?
0: No, I guess they would be the surprise. Toronto
2: and their
1: schedule is
2: uh, yeah. Toronto Ed- and Edmonton made perfect sense to me yeah. because those are teams. Yeah, it's it's beneficial to your group to make the playoffs now. It's a step in the evolution. So yeah, we're gonna go out and make a minor move to maybe get us over the hump, but you're not going to sacrifice the plan at this point. So both, what both of them did, I liked. It made sense. Ottawa
1: is slightly better Carolina. Would you have preferred, that is all they are right now. I guess the, I shouldn't have lumped them in with
0: Toronto and Edmonton, other than to simply say Toronto and Edmonton just sort of said we're going to stay on our course. Would you have preferred Ottawa did that too, even though none of us knows what that course is? I don't know what
1: that course is, because like, I, mean, I made the, the Carolina joke there, but it's the combination of they have some veterans, they have some young guys. They're not a cup contender. I don't look at them as a cup contender in three to five years. They're just there.
2: Yeah, that is that is the sad truth about the Senators. When you look at their key pieces, they're, they're those are pieces that are carrying you to the cup. I think they're a out-card
1: contender for uh, several years, but that's about that's
0: as far as I'll go. How about the flip side? Here's two teams that I don't know if they did enough. You guys can chime in on this. Anaheim got Patrick Eves, really didn't do anything else, and... Did I miss Nashville? Did they make any moves? That's a team that has been playing pretty decent hockey lately. Uh, they got uh, Parento, didn't they? Yeah, Okay, Parenteau, but yeah. I mean, we're not going to look back at the end of the Stanley Cup and be like, "Oh, it's a good thing they got Parento." That got uh, them past Chicago in round one. And took I mean, them Anaheim
2: up. needed scoring more than anything, right? Yeah. So maybe maybe Eves was a good addition to them, but you know, they've they, when when you look at in terms of potential to win the Cup, I mean, I'm not even sure Anaheim's a Cup contender now. But if if they are, that window's Closing really fast, so if you wanted to go for it, it would seem like you need to go for it right now. And it certainly doesn't feel like they did. But they, you know, they're in a, a tough situation too because their their greatest asset is their you know, their glut of defensemen. But when you factor in the expansion draft, teams taking on one of those defensemen now have to protect one of those defensemen. Yep. So you sacrifice something else in order to do it. So that yeah, all they, comes they into the equation.
1: Be, they might be in that eight skater category. Yeah, and that's gonna, gonna lose somebody in the forward core.
2: Yeah.
0: A couple other teams here, Columbus, San Jose, and the Rangers. Do you feel like any those guys, I think at least internally, feel like they are cup contenders, and they probably all should feel that way. I guess Columbus maybe. I mean, they have no experience winning playoff series, but they're having a good year. But
2: I put them in, like with Toronto and Edmonton and that, just stay the course here. Oh, really? Okay, okay. Stay, the, stay the course here. Okay. They're still a really young team with, when you look. I mean, the, what they've done this season is remarkable, but they're still a, a really young core. So don't blow up the plan right now. Stay the course. Um, who are the other teams you mentioned? Well, the Rangers and San Sorry, Jose obviously are.
0: <laughs> obviously, What's your are. Name? Well, I threw like <laughs> Jamie. I'm okay. Jamie. You've okay. been wrong all these yeah. episodes. Gosh. We just didn't Sorry have the heart that. to tell you. It's like Milan Mahalik. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I threw like 19 teams. at You, San Jose and, and the Rangers obviously are both cup contenders. San Jose gets Yannick Hansen. The Rangers get Brendan Smith. That's about, obviously the Rangers wanted Kevin Shattenkirk. Right,
2: yeah. but but should did they really at this point, or did they say, you know, did they know we're getting him in the summer, so why That's would the question, we give up?
0: Too.
1: It's that, that dynamic of, you know,
2: you, yes. If gonna, he signs there you, in the summer, you, you man, everyone would be like, aha.
0: No, I understand what you're saying, except in, in that, that makes a ton of sense until late April when you're playing the Capitals and Kevin Shattenkirk's running all over your face and you're realizing, yeah, we
2: could have used Maybe them Maybe it's too. worth sacrificing one playoff series for the long term.
0: Brendan Smith is now the human consolation prize in New York for the mm-hmm. next few yeah, months. Yeah, not, it's not exactly in an unenviable
2: position, yes. Yeah. Yes, he better play really well.
0: All he needs to do is be better than Shattenkirk. That's all we're asking. <laughs> with <laughs> no big deal. Not nearly as strong. And San Jose, I mean, again,
1: with what they, have, they got faster, too. Like, they needed yeah. more speed. But they really need, they, they just need depth long-term. Yeah. That vodka it gets worse and worse every day. Yeah. I mean, okay. not that we didn't all see it coming, because we believe we said it every time. Not to that extent. I didn't see it coming to this extent. I didn't think he wasn't going to do anything. Been- He's been in the league for eight years and hasn't been a goal scorer. Like it's, right. just, it's not
2: happening. And when you think about the situations that the coyotes put him in to try and push him to that next level, I mean he he got every imaginable opportunity here. He was running the power play for them for a while yeah. and that was, by the way, a disaster. <laughs> when he was running a, the point? Yeah, the it was a turnover machine. Play? Yeah, that wasn't yeah, that wasn't ideal. No. <laughs> that, that was
0: a dark few weeks at the start of <laughs> it it really was. last year or the year before uh, was,
2: was that last year? It feels like God, it, it might have been last ago. year. Yeah. Um, I think it was.
0: No, look, I didn't expect the guy to go score 30 goals a season,
1: but he has a hat trick this year and he has six goals. So, it, Yeah, uh, seven, total, seven goals, 20 points, 61 games. I think what totally was. Totally worth the, was four and a half million or whatever uh, yeah, he's making? For multiple
0: years. What was interesting to me is teams like San Jose, Chicago, Pittsburgh, teams that are already right there, did make moves. They didn't just sleep through the deadline, but they weren't necessarily huge, big name moves. But then, what was also interesting is the biggest name to move went to the team with the best record in the NHL.
2: Yeah, that.
0: So we agree if Washington doesn't do it this year, they're never doing it.
2: I think they should just sell the team and move it. Yeah, because it's never going to win in Washington if they don't win this year.
0: Put another, put another team in Arizona. <laughs> anywhere, to see what happens. Any border?
2: I mean, they, all yeah. the fans are just jumping off after this year anyway. They, they have jumping to. off something.
0: They have to at least. They do. They have cup. to win they, it I this mean, year. Can you imagine
2: to. if they don't win it? And, and you look at their cap situation, by the way, with all the free agents they have and all the decisions they have to make in this offseason. This feels like if, it, it, if any team needs to be all in, and I hate that expression, by the way, but, but if anybody's going to be all in, it's them.
1: And I know so much luck goes into a Stanley Cup final yes. run, but it's, it's tough to look at the roster and the production that they got last year and this year and say, no, we can improve on that. Mm-hmm. I, I just I don't see it. I think it's remarkable
0: that they... I'll cross sports here for a second, which is what Jamie usually does. But it's my gimmick. Here in Arizona, we all saw the Arizona Cardinals go to the conference finals or conference final last year and conference championship. I need to like fully cross over between the sports so I'm gonna do it. It's a and, slow transition. And then this year <laughs> slow transition like the Rangers getting out of their zone with Brendan Smith instead of Kevin Shattenkirk.
2: Okay. Uh, I'm back in hockey.
0: And then, you know, start this year in, in want to already be in the conference championship and not ever be able to get back there, which is what I think is going to happen to the Atlanta Falcons next year. I give Washington a ton of credit to once again have the best record in the the NHL, and it's not even really close right now. But you're right. If they don't do it again this year, if they don't at least make it to the cup
1: this year, I don't know how you keep coming back from that. It would be unbelievably remarkable to end the Alex Ovechkin era, whenever that era ends, without a cup.
2: Without even a cup final berth. Yeah. Not even getting to the I Cup when we're final. Talk about
1: how disappointing it would
0: be if Crosby only got one. Yeah, if yeah. doesn't even get there, and the Feskin era is going to end next year at the Olympics. And by the way, leads, it's, right?
2: it's a really tough year to get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, in the East. Now,
2: the I mean, they're going to get a, they're going to get a good first round draw, right? They're going to play the second wild card they're team.
1: they to play Toronto, right? As, as we say. Yeah. It's, it's I'm not sure Toronto's is going to make the playoffs, by the way. Yeah, or Florida. Or Florida or Tampa. Tampa would be the worst draw. Can you imagine yeah, they threw Tampa? Tampa coast, and,
2: and, and a red hot Tampa, because Tampa yeah. would have to be hot to be there.
1: And then Tampa gets. Huh. I mean, I, don't, I, I wouldn't pick Tampa in that series, but boy.
2: If I'm Washington, I'd be like, really? That, that's not the matchup. Really? Do. Couldn't we have the Islanders?
1: Stamkos
0: comes back in early <laughs> April, plays for like two weeks, just gets rolling. That's, that would be the most capital thing ever to, to have happen. Didn't we earn the Islanders yeah, they,
2: with what we did this season?
0: Uh, we need to ask Jamie about a couple of his favorite things. You ready? Okay. Boston Bruins
1: are on a roll. How do you feel about the Bruins? Uh, they're, they're there. Cup okay, okay,
2: favorites. the Eastern Conference favorites.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, from the same. I think there's some SAP who has all the predictions wrong every year it's mm. not difficult to have all the predictions wrong. Well, where,
2: the, where are the Bruins like going to s- end up here? They're going to I think they're going to jump over Ottawa.
0: Okay, they're
2: going to so be in the second, second. so they're going to have home ice yeah. in the first round against Ottawa. Against Ottawa, so they'll advance so, to the second round and then, and
0: then they'll play Montreal. Just get on
2: a roll and go all the way to the Cup finals.
0: They do have an interest to, and whoever comes out of the Atlantic has a, a very simple path to the Eastern Conference final at least. If you're
2: in the top 3 there, you're you're feeling like your chances yeah. are pretty good. Maybe not so much if you're Ottawa, but no, Boston and Montreal no have to be thinking: if we can get into the top three, we can get to the conference final.
1: Also, if I would rather be, I'd rather be two.
2: Of course, Montreal yes. owns Boston in the playoffs, but.
1: By the way, at, at the number two spot. In yeah. at, at the Atlantic, the number two spot's the one you want. Yes. Yeah. It, absolutely. You want to play the Rangers? In the <laughs> I don't want round? to play the Rangers. Rangers or Blue Jackets or Penguins in round one.
0: Yeah, you could easily play the Penguins in the first True. round too. True. True. Thomas Vanek to Florida. I know that I buried the lead here and this is where we should have started. See,
2: that's what, see, I'm, I'm going to saying a couple people were saying, hey, that's, that, that really shrug. jumped out at me. Shrug, uh, shrug emoji. I, like that, that's how I felt. Why?
0: Usually the verbal emoji on the show. Yeah. Yeah. used to be Thomas Vanek. It's, it's,
1: okay, it's a thing. I,
2: it was a nothing move to me, too.
0: Thomas Vanek emoji. Cool. Uh, a couple other thoughts I had here. Okay. Four or five Canadian teams are going to make the playoffs. Huh? That's alarming. After Zero made it last year. Any of them that you take serious as a could make it to the Stanley Cup,
1: Montreal because they have an easy path and they have Carey Price. If Carey Price needs to get hot for almost exactly two weeks, okay. in the Eastern Conference Final, but I, I, don't. Other than them, that's probably about yeah, it.
2: Yeah, that's the only team I think has a shot, but I don't think they have a shot either.
0: Even after adding Steve Ott, you don't think they're <laughs> yeah. Be over the you top. know what? That really is gonna put <laughs> they the are Apple tougher. On. Uh, you guys touched on Tampa, but I, th- I still like that team. And you're about the only two that don't make fun of me for liking their chances. Of they have the so much talent.
1: They've got a. When you look at
2: the teams, the they players. have to jump. Who do you have to jump? You have to jump the Islanders.
1: You they're all jumpable.
2: Yeah,
0: they're.
1: three points back. They're three points back of a playoff spot. Yep. And Toronto, the Islanders, and Florida are the only ones above them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's not impossible.
0: Mm-hmm. Philadelphia is going to. And how miss... far
2: how how far clear is Ottawa, uh, uh, of Toronto? That, nobody's I mean.
1: not that that clear. far. Yeah, Even Montreal is not six that points.
2: Clear. There's so many teams six that still feel the like they're in, in the mix it. here. That's a There's gap. what four teams out of it in the East now? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Buffalo down. I mean, to, I mean, Buffalo yeah. still in the conversation, but I would say but, Buffalo. I mean, I guess Buffalo's technically sick, but I say Buffalo not. down is Buffalo's you lost the road.
2: Yeah, there. you can't go losing at Colorado and at Arizona and still consider yourself in the playoff you race. You don't
0: lose your way up the playoff no, ladder. You, you don't lose that road trip. So let's say Buffalo, Detroit, New Jersey, Carolina are out in the East. Let's, I think we can safely rule all of them out. The next one that's on the fringe is Philadelphia. At a certain point,
1: shouldn't that team be better? No, <laughs> because I don't see why they should be. If their superstar player is not a superstar anymore. They have no depth. Their defense, of course, poor, and their goaltending sucks. But other than that, they're great.
0: Don't, don't sugarcoat it, James. Really like, cool.
1: Everyone keeps saying, well, Philly should be better. Why? Well, Why should they be better? Katori I'm is not the player people think he is. Braden Shen's not the player people think he is. But Wayne Simmons Giroux is better p- than everybody thinks he is. Wayne Simmons is phenomenal, but that's one winger. You know, Vor- Vor- Vorchek, up yeah. and down. Yeah, there's are two big. Not the superstar he was yeah, three the four years ago. Two big time players are not ADN. doing it. Yep. I don't right. like anybody on their defensive core. Peter Nobody, Lepi, not even Gostisbehere. Yeah, what happened to Gostisbehere? Not, not anymore. Year. Yeah. What about Provorov. You like Provorov? Well, it's a couple years, but I mean, right now, for this season. Okay. But they, you know, should they be better? No. They shouldn't. Well, that's what they should be.
0: I'm saying better should be like at least making the playoffs. Look, I'm not a Philadelphia fan. In fact, I'm quite the opposite. But you just rattle off enough players where I feel like they
1: should be ahead of the Islanders. Well,
2: I'm, well, okay. The, you're, yeah, you're talking about getting the second wild card spot. Think, that's pretty much what's open for Philadelphia because you know, when you look point, at the Metro, it's, but yeah, four points back of that.
1: So yeah, if they're going to finish slightly over NHL 500, that's what they deserve to be. They fairly consistently miss the playoffs,
0: though, it feels like. Because they don't get better. That's true. What has this
1: team done to make themselves better in the last
0: three years? Maybe that's Anywhere. what I should have said. Shouldn't they be
1: getting better? Maybe that's They what... should be trying. I don't know what they're waiting for. It's not like they have this, this core of young prospects that are just going to come up and push them over the top. It's like they got thrown off when Peter
0: Laviolette told us all that Claude Giroux was the best player in the world a few years ago, and they just believed it, and then they just never went any Remember when
1: people in Pennsylvania were trying to talk about how... Giroux was better than Crosby.
0: That's fine. fun. When Giroux was almost a top 15 player and people were <laughs> trying to put him as number one. Although I will say this in his defense. His point total was the last three years, 86, 73, 67, and then 45 this year. Not a superstar, but pretty consistently close to a
1: point per game. He's, he's a very good player, but he's not a star.
2: Maybe it's that's the problem lot. is he was overbilled.
0: Maybe.
1: Yeah. Any other teams we want to roll out? We've yeah. got those
0: four in the east. Colorado. Thanks. I've met new teams that we haven't rolled out. By the yet. way, uh,
2: Patrick Kane's second in the NHL in points now. Yeah. It's crazy, isn't it? He's he had two hat-tricks in his last three games. He had two hat-tricks. Including one last night, right? His whole career. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember last night. I think one was an empty net, so, you know. And then the
0: first two were with Fleury. So Felt like an empty net. Three yeah. empty net goals. Uh, he had two career hat-tricks prior to like a week ago, and he's got two in the last week, so. Crazy. Crazy. Look at that. A black but he's... Player still, are,
2: we, are we in agreement still that he does not belong in the
0: MVP conversation? Not this year. Not, I don't think so either. I think that the, the three this year are pretty clear-cut.
2: Uh, Brad Marchand, nice. too, by the way, 66 points.
0: still yeah. think Brett Burns should be probably my MVP at this point. So I, I, I still don't think he
1: gets I, enough love.
2: I, I, and I don't think he's going to get the love because he's going to win the Norris. Yeah. people will reason. Oh, he won the Norris. That's for the best defenseman. Now let's vote for the MVP, which means the best forward. Yeah. According to voters, which well, is crazy,
1: because they don't goaltenders don't quite get that same treatment. Like Carey Price won the heart when he won the Vesna. Like, but it's oh. still
2: it's still rare, but right? Yeah. It's it's usually a forward. What they need to do is create another award, call it the Wayne Gretzky Award for the best forward, yeah. And then let's throw everybody into the mix for the MP, MVP and make it clear to voters, yeah. This is not just for forwards, okay?
0: I feel like you have to make a lot of things really clear to yeah. voters. Yeah, it's
2: sad sometimes.
0: And I also feel like, like the, the voting is rookie. The voting. who?
1: Future Vegas.
2: Vegas goalie? goalie. Future
1: Vegas. <laughs> Are you guys there's we, nothing. I don't think there's anything that's realistic that Pittsburgh could give me if I'm if I'm uh, George McPhee to not take I, not Murray. that Murray. It, would, it would
2: cost ago? a lot. That's that's the point. It's gonna cost a lot.
1: Especially as a very good team, your draft picks have a lot less value. probably the lowest value of almost anybody in the league.
2: You know what they need to do? They need to give away Marc Andre Fleury and retain some of his salary. That's what they need to do.
0: That's what Pittsburgh needs to yeah. do. Yeah. Yes, yes. Absolutely. But anything. To Jamie's point, if I'm Vegas and Pittsburgh hasn't done that in the expansion draft starting, I, I already am unclear on how some of these side right. deals work. If all of a sudden George McPhee has like his own hotel in Vegas that was randomly bought by some outside investor <laughs> and that's why he doesn't take Matt Murray in the draft, I don't understand. The side deals are very shady to also, me. Also, the, it is
2: weird. Sh- yeah, I, I, And
1: yeah. they're legal. Yeah, But I kind of like that. But the interesting component to Especially me is, in Vegas. is if McPhee. <laughs> kind of gets wind that this there might be a flurry trade in the mix does he jump in
0: who's the, next best ev-
1: who's the next best available goalie scott darling okay so if i'm vegas and i know there's a damn good chance that flurry's gonna get traded which means i'm not gonna get murray do i jump in and try to get a sweet deal to get flurry well what can you offer i mean that's gonna be the ultimate well, if- what, 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 what is, what's 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 going to get for flurry they're going to have to retain half a salary and get anything. I would take another chive from Starbucks, as I've told so you. So I'll give you a seventh round. I mean, you're not going to get a roster player for him. So Play like, out. Vegas what, can what, give you whatever, whatever pick that they need to give you for Flurry. Yeah. I mean, if you find out that your choice is, if you think it's my choice is Flurry right. or Scott Darling, to be or right this conditional
2: seventh round you. pick,
1: <laughs> a, a half a salary. I mean, Flurry conditions are the private. Half salary Flurry versus <laughs> Darling. Tell me you wouldn't take half-salary flurry.
0: I would. Half-salary flurry is definitely the name (laughs) of the podcast. Sorry, conditional Shattenkirk. (laughs) Yes.
2: Conditional Um, seventh-round pick. The condition is Vegas wins the cup.
1: That's assuming that (laughs) Flurry wants to go to Vegas because he has has, a list of teams. He has has 18
0: teams on his list, and this is where I'm— Do we know those 18 teams? No.
2: Is Vegas one of them? I I, I suspect it's not.
0: I mean, that's what they're going to have to try and get him to do at this point. I don't know why any team—I shouldn't say I don't know why any team would make a trade. I still think Calgary makes some sense. But I don't—with Jamie saying, I, I've, I've never understood what Vegas would possibly take from Pittsburgh. Who's going to make Curry. that
2: trade for Calgary? Will they have a GM this summer?
0: <laughs> I would assume Brad living. Uh, yeah. That trade makes some sense for Calgary. It you got a goalie for the next couple of years. Do, do you, you trust yeah. him? Flurry? Yeah. I think Fleury's good to get you into the playoffs. And then from there, it's sort of a—
2: Then play your backup? I'll work
0: for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, mm. Can you guys just make me this promise? If Matt Murray ends up on Vegas, can you not buy me a Matt Murray Vegas Knights jersey? I, I don't. And, and don't no, make me no, no, no promises. Okay. No promises. Jersey. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to wear a jersey. Just at least a jersey. It's a nice I'm assuming it's going to be a nice-looking jersey from Vegas.
2: I'll get you an autographed photograph.
1: Yeah.
2: Thank to you. Luke. To Luke. With you in a photo wearing
1: your to car. To Luke with love.
2: Sorry. Uh
1: <sighs> All right, I'm gonna need therapy after. There, this. There's not there again. There is nothing. They have they have to trade Pittsburgh. They have to. There's there's nothing they can give Vegas.
2: No, you just you're, you gotta you how, got to give Flurry away.
1: How how does that play out? If you
0: make a side deal with Vegas, I'm envisioning okay, the expansion draft happens. Vegas says we want Scott Darling, we want Michael Neufert. Uh, we don't need Matt Murray. That's fine. We'll take you know somebody off. We'll take Derek Pouliot or something in. Oh, Phil Kessel is now in Vegas. We found him, and he wants to play for our team. Is that how this works? Like all of a sudden, we have this guy.
1: No, I mean, I think they 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 released the rules yesterday, and they were kind of clear. You have to designate what the deal is. So, yeah, if they have to trade them Phil Kessel to keep Matt Murray, then they will kind of that'll be known. I mean, that's or at obviously least know by great. the NHL people. Maybe not nobody else. Yeah, I don't think by it's us. gonna come to that, but. But yeah, but Brian
0: Dumoulin or something, somebody with some pretty good value. I don't there's, think you can just say, "Here's our second round pick." Yeah, no, no. 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 that's not enough because there's no leverage. They have no exactly. leverage. What's a exactly. Goal Why is they would they do two it? Two more seasons. Why would they do
2: it? You I mean, rake them over the coals. FA? You rake them over the coals for that one. Now, there's there's also this to consider: if 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 they really rake them over the coals, Pittsburgh's going to remember that, right? So it's the cost of doing business too. Sometimes yeah. you you create bad relationships and it. It comes back to bite you at some point. So you can't go too far with that. But they're going to they're gonna have to give up something significant.
1: Yeah, it's not like they have a rookie GM either. He's been around the blocks a little bit, yep. so he knows all these people. It's a little bit of a different scenario. But, you know, we'll see. Matt Murray in his career,
0: this is just regular season, is 32-10-4. This is his career. It's not like, oh, he had that rough first year. This is counting his first year. 32-10-4, then add in the playoffs when he probably should have won the Conn Smythe or was at least one of the three finalists. And he's 22 years old. If you let him go in the expansion draft, that's one of the worst GM moves ever.
2: Like ever. Shattenkirk? Worse. Okay. A
0: thousand times worse, isn't it?
2: Trading Tyler Sagan. We should do that. Worst GM, worst GM moves.
0: Of I like that. Like, that's sponsored by Peter Sharaf. Ever. <laughs> since, the le- since 2000. Let's yeah. say since 2000. Okay. And Sounds like a Lipinski's list. Well, this is going to move up to...
1: Am I exaggerating? This nope. is clear number one,
0: I think. Uh, Sagan might be. Uh, Sagan. Sagan's pretty every
1: I mean, Yeah, Sagan. But this one is close because you've had so much time to figure something.
0: And
2: oh. he won you a cup. Like Shattenkirk. Yeah. You've had so much time.
1: Yeah, but do you at hmm. least have other defensemen on your team. Like, you've got... True. How important True. True. You didn't,
2: you're not deficient on
0: the right also, side think, if you're you know, St. Louis. Yes, so. you're
1: missing out on, on assets in return, but you weren't going to have Shattenkirk next year no matter what you did. Right, yeah. In this case, you would have had Murray. Also, the in the next next middle of your years. cup window, where St. Louis is not. None which is, is, by the way, the
2: argument better. to keep Flurry in the short term. If you win another cup this year with Flurry, then
1: but he's
0: not going to play. If, if you might play some, if you Fleury, just you can't predict that. If he has to, well, but this is what I can predict. If he has to step in in the playoffs, they're not winning the cup. <laughs> I don't think that's All right. unfair. Fair, so Who, I don't.
2: Okay, and I'm going I'm gonna do this every week now because we are close enough to the playoffs, and the trade deadline is behind us now. Who is in the cup final as of today?
0: Chicago-Washington. I, I And you guys will agree that I've been saying that since like week three of the season, correct? Chicago-Washington, yes. and yeah. I feel more confident than ever.
1: I'm going to stick with Pittsburgh-San Jose. Pittsburgh-San Jose. Uh, okay. I think, now, I'm worried about Pittsburgh being banged up on the blue line, because like, like they are every year. You're welcome to my But role. if they're healthy... That's a, that team still has more top-end talent than Washington. A Pittsburgh-Washington
0: playoff series in round two, if it happens, is going to be absurd. I, w- I would watch that so much. That
1: be, that's, that's the best. That's the one I want to see, again. I would get an all-sir. ulcer.
2: alright I'm going to just stick with the favorites for now. I'm going with Caps Wild.
1: You don't believe that.
2: Well, I have to because I, I don't, like I don't the, want to wear I that wig. Really sticking, sticking with the Wild is better than imagining wearing that wig for... <laughs> An undisclosed amount of time, undefined amount of time. Yeah. How long do I have
0: to wear that wig, by the way? It's a indefinite suspension okay. at this point. Okay. You, you'll get a, a right. Is there an for, appeals process? You can have an in-person hearing, but you have to go to New York wearing the wig.
1: So good luck with that. Let, let's wrap up with the wild. Let's walk around Times Square, collect five-dollar bills for pictures. <laughs> <laughs> Almost made Craig do a spit take <laughs> right into the
0: mic. Uh, let's wrap up with the wild. Are they, I know you just said you think they're going to the Cup. Martin Hansel has played well against the uh, Blackhawks, and we haven't even talked about Ryan White, who's clearly the best part of this deal because he's scored every game he's been on the Wild. you think they took enough of a step? They definitely tried.
2: I think they have the pieces. Yeah. I think they're capable of getting there. I really like that team. I love watching them play, too, to be honest.
1: They finally have a center that can match up Mm -hmm. against Taves. Now, whether he, again, you're not going to shut him down, but if you can slow him down, that's a huge deal, especially if you have home ice.
2: That is a big deal.
1: Be able to, to put Hansel out there on, on Taves at, f- at four games out of seven. And I know so, you can bring up the Woodrow yeah, thing. But.
2: What, what do those matchups look like with the Wild and the Blackhawks, assuming they play in the second round? I'm curious which lines. I, I would guess you want Stahl's line out against Anisimov then? Yeah. Take advantage of them a little bit? Yeah. Not so strong defensively, that line? Not nearly as strong if as you can, line. If them. you actually have the puck, you can make them pay. Yeah. If you can get away from Panarin and Kane.
0: Yeah. How, what does it say about the NHL playoff structure that the two best series of the second these playoffs, round is going to be the best round of the playoffs? I mean, if it plays yeah. out the way it should, it's going to be Pittsburgh, Washington, Chicago, Minnesota in the second round. The conference finals. Those are going should to be,
2: be, yeah, those should be the conference final.
0: You know, if, of both. if both those teams win, if all four of those teams win, they yeah.
1: should meet in the
2: conference now. Finals. If San Jose gets to the Western Conference final, I'm okay with that too. I think they're yeah. a legitimate yeah. enough team.
1: And that, I'm that's, okay that's with them. Their big advantage right now is that they're going to run through whether it's Edmonton or Anaheim or. Maybe LA. I'm just. I'm gonna feel a little cheated if Minnesota and Chicago beat
0: each other up, and Chicago stumbles through and plays Edmonton, and then Pittsburgh and Washington beat each other up, and the winner plays Ottawa. That to me is going so to be have a an little. Edmonton, Ottawa Stanley Cup.
1: Is that what you're saying? Uh, then and I would the feel more
0: burns. than a little cheated. Mm. I would feel world burns violated. That's not happening. No.
1: Okay. I,
2: Edmund, Edmonton's not getting past more than one round this year.
1: Really? Yeah. Ooh, I might. I might take that. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I'll pick Edmonton to win any playoff. See I it. could see them beating Anaheim. I could see them beating Anaheim.
2: I still yeah. could.
0: I'm intrigued by Edmonton. We don't talk about them enough on well, the show now that they're good. Yeah, and, I, and, just, and Anaheim's just Anaheim's Just say they have the play.
2: best player in the world. I mean.
0: yeah, it's not as fun as it was a year ago. <laughs> we could just... All right, gentlemen, this was fun. We've, uh, we've almost reached the 2018 trade deadline, so I think we should probably wrap it up. Thanks to uh, Carolyn Wilkie for joining us. For Jamie Eisner, Craig Morgan, I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hat Trick Podcast.